Hello. Hi, Long sir. Are you there? Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our first show. It's called Stages. And it's called Stages because it's for middle-aged women at certain stages in her life. And we are here today. Now, this is our very first show, so um, we may have some glitches. I think we have someone here. Um, hello. Yes. Oh, hi. Hello. Hola. <laughs> hi, Cheryl. Mm-hmm. How are you? Fantastic. I'm just rambling it on, trying to get a hold of this uh, this um, studio thing. But how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Fine. It's so nice to meet you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> See, I've heard about you, and I've seen you all over social media. So this is just a pleasure to actually um, – Get to talk to you, and especially for our first show. I know, I know, I know. It's such an honor. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you. But um, we're going to get right into it because the reason I started this particular show with this particular theme is because I really wanted to address some issues that pertain to African-American women who are middle-aged women. Um, I actually mm. Googled middle-aged black women and not a whole lot of stuff came up. So I know hmm. that we are, in a sense, we're the invisible woman. Like, you know, even with advertisers, they go from uh, 25 to 54. But there are those of us who are in our mid to upper 50s and 60s and mm-hmm. beyond who are still living life, and we still have issues. Yes. And so, <laughs> therefore, no one's really addressing those things for us. And so I thought a good topic for some of us who are middle-aged and just confused in a sense and somewhat stuck, it would be the conversation of how do we reset our lives when we're really too young to be old? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This we're is a great, great dialogue. Yeah, this is a great conversation um, for a number of reasons. One mm-hmm. is I just noticed that um, AARP, has now has this initiative, um, and I think it's called Sisters. I can't remember, but it is mm-hmm. geared toward the middle-aged African-American woman. Uh-huh. So I thought that was interesting, you know, that an organization of that size is just now starting to realize, <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 you know, this, this, uh, this group of amazing women who know we're too, we're too, you know, we're still vibrant. We're still right. uh-huh. living life. Some of us are just starting to live it. So, oh yeah, uh-huh. we're we're still evolving, um, but but, mm-hmm. but we're stuck because there's not a whole lot that that caters to us to give us guidance. We're lumped into with our thirty year olds and younger, mm-hmm. and so we're like, okay, so we still look good. We still travel. <laughs> Some of us are buying mm-hmm. homes in our 60s, mm-hmm. and yet we're still not, no one's focusing on us. So, And we're stuck, and we're trying to even reset our lives, our finances. Mm-hmm. Uh, just that confusion mm-hmm. of, okay, so where where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I really think um, one of the things for us is that I just had this conversation yesterday with someone. It was all about the idea of transitioning, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. transitioning from, you know, it's not just an age transition, but it's also uh-huh. a lifestyle transition. It's a oh, way of sure. living transition. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's transitioning from having your children in the house living with mm-hmm. you, being, you know, being a mom, being focused on that, to being in a total new season mm-hmm. where the children are gone. I mean, that's our situation. You know, my children are in their my youngest daughter is 26 years old. You know, mm. uh, my oldest, she's 30, she's 31, and they're they're living their lives. They have their careers and all of that, and I spent so much of my earlier years being a mom and being mm-hmm. a corporate professional. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. transitioning from not being mom 20, you know, 24 seven, if you understand what I'm saying, of course mm-hmm. you're always mm-hmm. mom, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you learn, you have to learn how to be mom to adult children now, which is different. Oh, sure. uh, transitioning to from, for me, it was transitioning from corporate, into becoming an entrepreneur. What does mm-hmm. that transition look like? And all of this mm-hmm. happened in my late 40s. Okay. And I'm now 55. So, okay, yeah. okay. And there's, and there's a lot of people, you, we talk about business. There are people who want to leave their jobs and they're concerned, okay, so I'm, I'm going to retire, yet they want to start a business. They're called Encore Entrepreneurs. What about them? Mm-hmm. Um, what did you suggest mm-hmm. they do mm-hmm. when they're 59, ready to quit, but yet they want to start that coffee shop or something from home? What's your suggestion for them? Well, one thing I would suggest is that they, you know, do their really do their research and their due diligence mm-hmm. on whatever industry they want to go into, really to see what it takes financially, mm-hmm. uh, mentally, emotionally. I mean, all of it. Oh, sure. Um, uh-huh. So you know, have your ducks in a row in that regard. Mm-hmm. And you know, I would say, if it really is a burning desire, and it's something that you you've been dreaming dreaming about mm-hmm. and wanting to mm-hmm. do, maybe transition into uh, working at uh, in an environment or volunteering in an environment mm-hmm. that you want mm-hmm. to start a business in. Mm-hmm. That way, you can see firsthand oh, sure. what it looks like, what it feels like, you know, without having to carry the burden, if you will, right. of you know. Um, making sure that it's operating right and all the mm-hmm. things that come with because it. Because one thing about it, mm-hmm. when you start a business and when you're in your late 50s, the risks are so much higher because you can't make as many mistakes that you can fix. Right. You can, If right. you started when right. you were in your 30s and you make those mistakes, you mm-hmm. have plenty of time to try to fix it. So I would suggest as well, is that, like you said, do your homework but still, maybe make it a side gig or make it something where you're realistic about not delving into the financial, having a financial loss that close to retirement when you cannot right. recoup. But right. there are a lot of people who right. are indeed saying, once I quit this job, I would like to start a business. Yeah, and I mean, depending on your business, it's not a whole lot of uh, financial investment up front, depending on mm-hmm. what it is. Oh sure. You know, if you're starting an on, you know, if you're starting an online business and you want to um, share your sell your expertise, well, there's not uh-huh. a lot of startup, startup costs there. But mm-hmm. if you're talking about going into, you know, a cafe, a coffee shop, a, uh, yeah, you know, uh-huh. I know That's someone, her and her mm-hmm. husband. Yeah, it is. I know someone here, her and her husband. They just opened a vegan cafe, and they're in their they're in their late. 40s or early 50s. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, it was a dream of hers, and, and she they jumped in, they did it, 
and uh, we celebrate them, and that's great. So depending on what it is you want to do, the investment could be, you know, quite manageable, or it could be something that is really going to require you to potentially tap into your retirement, you know, um, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So count your costs. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and then that's the thing, too. The bottom line is do the research and understand your managed risk because there's a bigger Mm -hmm. risk. But you, you just don't want somebody to not do something because you would hate to have them think, oh, my God, I could have done that when I was, Fifty-five, and now I'm sixty-five, and I haven't done it. So I I agree with you. At least do something. But what do you find are some of the fears as a coach that women have that kind of prevent them from pursuing certain goals? Uh, That's a great one. That's a great one. Um, So a lot of the fears um, that they have uh, is one of the biggest fears I've discovered in a lot of the women that I coach is the lack of belief Mm -hmm. in themselves that they can even Mm -hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're already mm-hmm. starting off at this thought of, well, you know, I don't, I, I don't really believe in myself. Or they might not verbally say it, but their actions uh-huh. show it. Mm-hmm. Their actions will reflect it. You know, so they only, they only, you know, do a little bit, or they go just mm-hmm. to the brink and they go, oh, you know, I don't, I don't think I can do it. Uh-huh. Um, so that belief in yourself, it's amazing the power of that self-belief, mm-hmm. it really is amazing. Um, another fear that people have is, um, or women, I, I should say, another fear that they have is that maybe somebody else is already doing it. Oh, I yeah, that that's, a, that's lot, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a lot. A lot. You know, where there's already somebody else doing it, you mm-hmm. know, and my comeback to that is always, you know, do you really think that Dave Thomas cared about the Crock Brothers selling hamburgers? You know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, we have McDonald's, we have Five Guys, we have uh-huh. um, Burger King, we have all these different flavors of burgers. Mm-hmm. Well, you could offer the same thing in in what it is that you want to do. You offer in a different flavor. Uh-huh. So, because the, the missing yeah, component yeah. from theirs is you. They can never have you. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And I say, exactly. I find too that that fear of failure. And people always ask me, "Are you are you ever fearful?" I am always fearful when I start something mm-hmm. new. Always. But mm-hmm. that, but that mm-hmm. is in no way a deterrent. The fear yes. never deters me from doing what I want to do. If there's a burning desire in my heart, i got to put the fire mm-hmm. out or I can't continue. Mm-hmm. And so fear is not mm-hmm. even an option. Because you, you, if you're fearful, what's the worst that can really happen if you right. don't make it? Right. Because plenty of people right. have failed several times, and you need oh, that motivational absolutely. and self-motivational talk to let you know. If I fear, if people talk about me, life is going to really go on. It really will. <laughs> mm-hmm, uh-huh. it and really hopefully will. there's a support system. You know, as black women, we really need that support system because what I see yeah. as well is we give up so quickly. But if we went around like-minded women who would yeah. encourage us and yeah. tell us the truth at the same time without yeah. hurting our feelings, yeah. if we had that support yeah. system, I think we'd be more successful because sometimes mm-hmm. we don't listen either, so that's a whole other issue. Yeah, <laughs> very true. Mm-hmm. But you make a great point in terms of surrounding ourselves with uh, a community of women that will support, her, support right. us in our mm-hmm. endeavors. 
a lot of times uh, we strike out and, you know, we think we're going to do this thing by ourselves, but you can't do this stuff by yourself. It's just, just, Mm -hmm. it's just too much to carry, you know, at a minimum, you need somebody to talk to, somebody to give Uh you some guidance, some support, some inspiration. So, yeah, so that's a great point about surrounding yourself with community. But why is it that we don't accept help? Mm. Because that's and, and moving mm. into any project, I think that's one of the first things we have to do is ask ourselves who around us can mm-hmm. help in some way. Because we get ourselves in trouble whether we're trying to get start a business, whether we're trying to lose weight, or whether we're trying to uh, advance in our careers. That part about who can help should be a part of the planning process. It should be. Absolutely, it should be. Um, you know, I think there are, there are a number of reasons. I don't think there's any mm-hmm. one reason why we don't uh-huh. need help. Some of it, I think, it's because of how we were raised or what mm-hmm. we saw. Sometimes we saw our mothers as these strong women. They didn't ask uh-huh. for help, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's your past experiences because maybe you've been burned. Or, you know, mm-hmm. all these different mm-hmm. dynamics come into play. So rather than say, you know, I'm going to ask for help, I'm just going to do it myself, mm-hmm. 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 you know, because you think that's the better option. Right. Early on, I didn't ask for help because I didn't want anyone to know how bad I was doing. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't ask for help. Pride. Mm-hmm. I did not the want to know. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, in different situations in my life, I just never wanted other people. And I think I see other women who they don't want their family to know something's going on or they don't want their whatever. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that was, and I, it may be a lack of trust mm-hmm. that puts yes. us in a situation where we refuse to ask. Cause so people have been stabbed in the back, as you said, maybe a bad experience. So I think that lack mm-hmm. of trust, but we can benefit so much if we just ask for help with somebody out there got the answer. Absolutely. But, you know, I've been there, uh, Ola, in terms of, you know, not asking for help, you know, Mm -hmm. because I don't want other people to know what's happening, what's going on, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, because we we wear it differently in public than it is Uh in private. Uh I know in my first marriage, it was a lot of that with me. Um, because of the just the, the role that my husband had in the city and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. didn't want anybody to know. Right. Uh-huh. But I can tell you, carrying the burden of that type of stuff with you by yourself mm-hmm. with no support system and no one, it will mm-hmm. break you down. <laughs> uh, sure. Uh-huh. It, it will. And it's yeah. just that not wanting to be humble enough to say, Okay, I have a problem, and that and that impacts mm-hmm. us in so many other ways. Our mental health mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Not oh, wanting yeah. to say, you know, I'm really stressed out right now, or I really need some time yeah. to myself, or or can you talk to me, or or I can't tell you that I'm stressed and maybe suicidal, and it's just this whole yeah. thing where in our community we claim to be sister, sister, sister circle, sister this, sister that, but in reality. We're hiding out behind a mask, you know, put our little uh, face on for Facebook and some filter, and mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. are saying how nice you look, but and we turn the computer off and depressed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
the most definitely. I remember um, some years ago, this is, um, it was a long time ago, actually probably almost 20 years ago, you know, I found myself, you know, under the pressure of trying to hold up this facade that everything was great, mm-hmm, everything was mm-hmm, fine, and mm-hmm. everything around me was falling apart. Uh, and I, I succumbed to it. I, you know, I did. I wound up spending 72 hours in the hospital because they uh-huh. thought I was going to commit suicide. Mm-hmm, um, and mm-hmm. that's a story that I didn't tell for many years because there was shame around the story. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, but then once I released the shame and said, you know, I really could help somebody and say, you know what? Yeah, I've been there. I know, you know, what it's like to, to uh-huh. have everything crumble. And now mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. have to reset your life, uh-huh. you know, figure out how you're going to move forward. Because we focus a lot on what we lost. You know, mm-hmm, when we're mm-hmm. resetting, we're focusing on, oh, like it's like a computer. You know, for some reason you have to – uh, totally reset your computer because you lost a document or something right. like that. Uh-huh. We get so flustered over what we lost, not realizing mm-hmm. that the reset is an opportunity for us to do something new and fresh mm-hmm. and fun, something we really love, not something that we've gone into by default. Mm-hmm. And to be honest ourselves, because you talk about how you were in corporate America. I know as a magazine publisher, I had to stop people from putting me up on a pedestal. I was out one time, we were all talking about what we did, and I said, I'm a magazine publisher. And the lady next to me goes, I'm just a nurse. And I said, well, from, my, mm. from what I've seen, I have yet to save somebody's life the way you have. Right. But she said, oh, you're right. a magazine publisher. Or I would go out to the bank, and I would have on jeans and T-shirt, and people would say, oh, my goodness, is that you? I'm like, yeah, uh, this is me. Uh, I'm going to the bank, and this is how I'm most comfortable. I'm low maintenance. Right. You may see photos on on Facebook, but that's the part of my your stylish ways blog, honey. Well, other than that, this is me. I, I shave my hair off less. I have to feel right. wherever I'm the most comfortable, and that's who mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. So it's not. Oh, I mm-hmm. thought you. You know, mm-hmm. you all. I said, no, no, dear. No, this is who I am. With uh, mm-hmm. so it is. Mm-hmm. I, have to, mm-hmm. I want to make sure. At least I attempted to unsuccessfully to not have these people say, oh, that's a magazine publisher, and look at her. Nope, I know. It took me a while to get there to say, you know, mm-hmm. I've got to be where I'm most comfortable, and I'm kind of comfortable in, in some jeans and my hair this way mm-hmm. and who I am, mm-hmm. and not that's mm-hmm. what I do, but this is who I am. And we have the women to get comfortable. There's so much pressure today, though, because of social media. Everybody's life yeah. is better than yeah. our life. Yeah. We have to only yeah. compete with ourselves. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure because yes. I think we're also need to reset because we're doing too much and we're overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. You know, every now and then I love the idea of just zeroing things out. Just like uh-uh. zeroing I love that. out. Mm-hmm. You know, and saying, okay. I'm just going to start fresh, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, in, in, mm-hmm. in whatever area I feel overwhelmed in. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I take a step back and go, okay, wait, <laughs> uh-huh, let me, uh-huh. let me zero this out and just either start over or start from scratch or do something totally different. Mm-hmm. Well, just simplify so, yeah. your life, everything from cleaning out your closet, getting rid of clothes, Mm-hmm. Throwing out that paperwork, mm-hmm. living a simpler life. I know when my mother lived with me for about a year, 
And I remember when her kitchen fell in and she had to move, she had so much stuff in her house that I decided at that point I'm going to start now to get rid of things. And because mm-hmm. they're just things, and they were still in the package because she was waiting for a special occasion to mm-hmm. take some napkins out to use those special sheets. And I had to say, you know what? I'm special. Mm-hmm. So those mm-hmm. sheets are going to be used, and them towels, because I looked into my yes. own basement. I was doing the same thing she was. I was saving those special towels when somebody special came. And I remember I put them towels out, and they never went in my bathroom. The people who were here never walked in the bathroom to see those special towels. And I realized, <laughs> why don't I just say, I'm special, and I'm going to get yes. those special towels out and celebrate yes. myself opposed to trying to impress people who didn't even see the towels, don't even care, wouldn't right. even notice. We have got to get back to our, what our slogan is now is what about me for that middle-aged mm-hmm. woman who's mm-hmm. stealing stuff, mm-hmm. who, keeps, who keeps trying to make everybody in the family happy, and they don't mm-hmm. even notice, and some don't even care. And getting back to my mother when she came to live with us, I remember people didn't even call to see how she was doing. But, yes, she was a generous person, and yet I thought, wait a minute, I'm out here constantly helping people. I wonder what's going to happen to me, the same people that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I keep trying to make happy. It doesn't even matter. So what about me? Right, right. So that's when I begin that's to reset said, my life. Know, yeah, exactly. That's why I said you have to, you know, when you're in the resetting of your life in this season, make yourself a priority. Because mm-hmm. we've spent so much time making everyone else a priority, either our children or if we're married, our spouse, our jobs, our whatever. Mm-hmm. We've made every, you know, even if if you're an entrepreneur or you're or a business owner, even your clients and your business, that's been the mm-hmm. priority. Make mm-hmm. yourself a priority. Put Self-care up there, high, Mm -hmm. very high on your list. You know, self-care, take time off. Make sure you're doing your annual exams, all of those Mm -hmm. different things, because they support you in becoming who you want to become in this stage of your life and living the life that you want to live. You Mm -hmm. don't want to wait. You're in your, you know, you're in your midlife. You Uh don't want to be broke down after a while. (laughs) Oh, sure. Uh Uh-huh. And that's that's an important thing in this stage of your life, because I was that person who would get a prescription to get an exam and would wait so long to get the exam, Mm -hmm. I had to ask Mm -hmm. the doctor to give me a new one because they had expired. I would not go and get those tests done. And and there's nothing like seeing Mm -hmm. somebody who was so sick and they could have prevented Mm -hmm. it. And my friend who used Mm -hmm. to work in a nursing home, she said, Ola, if you don't think about self-care, go visit the nursing home for a couple mm. days, and you will change your mind because mm. that could be your life yeah. the day you die. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we see it. We see we don't take care of ourselves. We take care of everybody else, you know, but then we go down, and the people that we've probably been taking care of, you can't find. Like uh huh, like my mother. I always say this: when you go to a funeral, because everybody think, oh, if I don't help my son, if I don't help my cousin, 
When you go to a funeral, everybody does the same thing at that funeral when they put that casket. They turn around and walk away. Mm-hmm. When that casket goes down mm-hmm. to the ground and you're in it, all those same people are going to turn around and continue to live your life. So we have to stop thinking that, oh, they just need me so bad. I better go and do this. I better go babysit. Oh, no, they're going to find somebody else to depend on. But we won't spend money on our outside. You know we will. But haven't had a breast exam in three years, haven't had our colon checked, but yet we mm-hmm. got to get the right shoes, mm-hmm. the right hair. And so I, mm-hmm. I don't know what it's going to take for us to change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I think you know, really this, I mean, although this is a great start, you know, getting mm-hmm. women engaged in conversation, uh-huh. um, having, you've already said there's not a whole lot out there about it, um, but really creating opportunities for women of mm-hmm. our age to uh-huh. have this conversation. Mm-hmm. Because it's not too late, you know. Mm -hmm. It's not too late for us to have these conversations, to have this dialogue, to have gatherings where, no, it's not for the the millennials, you know. I have nothing Mm -hmm, against mm -hmm. millennials. I love them. Um, Uh But, no, this is exclusively for women that are over 50, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, women that are transitioning and resetting their lives and, you Mm -hmm. know, all of that because the conversation is very different. Uh, oh, oh very, very much so. When you get a divorce when you're in your 50s, it's different than getting a divorce <laughs> in your 30s. Plus, you, you're dating. If, if I got a divorce today, I don't know what the dating rules are. When do you kiss the guy? I'm like, I'm, I'm like I've been my husband for 40 years. Um, what? If you buy me a, a, a burger, are we supposed to do something? I don't know. Right. What the, <laughs> There are. I tell my husband, I'm like, look, if anything happens and we don't make it, I promise you, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stuff going out here now. I'm like, I don't know what's going oh on. Oh my god! I'm, I'm the old like, guys. I'm done. Yes, the old guys got the Viagra and they got. Are you serious? <laughs> I mean, it's just you just don't know. There's a there's a lot that we need as middle aged women, and I'm saying middle aged black women because our our experiences will always be different. We cannot lump yes. ourselves yes. in yes. with women in general. We have to mm-hmm. um, say, what about black women? Because we still have the fear that our sons won't be safe. We still worry about our mm-hmm. man whether he's police are going to stop him. We're still, as black women, yes. fall, uh, yes. as far as financially, we're yes. lower in the, in the totem pole, our career. So we can't lump ourselves and go lean in with white women. Right, right. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. It really is mm-hmm. the truth. It is the truth. And I, I, I commend you and congratulate you on starting this because it's awesome. And whatever mm-hmm. I can do to help you, support you in this, I, I, it would be my honor because it's really, really needed. Really it is needed. bad. It? But I'm going to thank you because we do have, it went so fast. Um, we do have a few minutes left. <laughs> but I know you're coming to Pittsburgh. Yes, I am coming to Pittsburgh in January. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be on a show on January 9th, right? January 7th, yes. January, January 7th. 7th, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, will you be doing is, anything uh, else? Um, okay, go ahead. Um, 
Yeah, I am. I, there's um, an opportunity for I'm going to do like a meet and greet with anybody that wants to. There is a flyer okay. floating around about that. Um, we haven't determined the location. I don't think I can get those details, okay. but you know, I do want to sit and have conversations with women entrepreneurs in the Pittsburgh area. You know, just to see what the landscape is like. You know, what kind of support is needed. Okay. You know, I, I mean, I'm from Pennsylvania. I'm a Philly girl originally. So. Oh wow. Okay. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. So this is this is um this is going to be great. It's going to be fun. So I will get that flyer and I will share it on social media. I may even see you when you get here, and we can talk some oh, more. No, but then great. I'm gonna have you back because yeah. um there's so many things that we um have to talk about and have you just come in for a short chat and whatever you're yeah. doing, we'll keep up with we'll that. But I want to thank you for coming and I'm going to wrap the show up after you hang up, but thanks a lot. And your contact information, you we need so that much. before you go. What's your contact oh, sure. information? Well you, well, you could go to com. That's my website. Um, okay. Uh, you can Cheryl Pullins on social media. I promise you can find me I'm primarily on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. I use a lot. Yeah. All right, then. Okay, well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ola. Congratulations. Uh, bye-bye. <laughs> bye. Okay. All right, folks, we just wrapped that up. That was our very first show, and um, we hope to see you next week. We're going to have Coretta Doctor on the phone. We're going to be talking about um, stress and depression and the midlife women. I had no idea that so many women uh, in their 60s were committing suicide, so we have to talk about that. And you can reach me at ola at com, or you can go to our website, uh, com for businesses, your stylish ways for the um, fashion and self-care information, okay? That's Ola Jackson. And uh, thank you for joining us. That's Stages with Ola Jackson for the middle-aged woman who is evolving. So go out there and start each day by doing something for yourself. Bye-bye.